let's talk about digital identity, the podcast connecting identity and business. I am your host, Oscar Santolaya. Hello and thanks for joining today. We usually speak about digital identity of people, of individuals from various perspectives, but today are going to talk about the identity of organizations such as company. And the first question would be, do we have any universal way of it identifying companies, organizations in, in, in a way that can be electronically verified? Well, the answer is yes, we have that. And it's called the Legal Entity Identifier or LEI. Today, we're going to talk about that. And we have for that a representative from the organization that works on the promotion on the LEI, which is the GLIFE. So let me introduce you. My guest today is Clark Rowley. Clark is Head of Business Operations at the Global Legal Entity Identifier Foundation, or GLIFE. Prior to working with GLIFE, Mrs. Rowley worked at the United States Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, where she led technology initiatives, improving bank resolution programs, and contributed to research on subprime mortgages. Hello, Claire. Hello, Oscar. It's lovely to be with you today. My pleasure, Claire. It's very nice talking with you and to hear more about what GLIFE is doing. So, Claire, let's talk about digital identities. So, the first thing I would like to ask you is, what is GLIFE? Certainly. And I just will mention again, as Oscar said in the intro, I will use two acronyms throughout this discussion. The yeah. first is GLIFE for Global Legal Entity Identifier Foundation, and then LEI for the identifier itself for Legal Entity Identifier. So we at GLIFE, we are a not-for-profit Swiss foundation inaugurated in June 2014 and founded by the Financial Stability Board with G20 endorsement. We are backed and overseen by the LEI Regulatory Oversight Committee, which represents 71 public authorities from the around the world. We are responsible for ensuring the operations of the global LEI system, and this includes implementing data quality management processes to support the highest levels of data quality. We also manage a network of our LEI issuing organizations. We contribute to the vision of having one global identity behind every business by supporting the implementation and broader adoption of the LEI in all jurisdictions and for all types of legal entities. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And, and what is GLIFE's role in this world of digital identity? Well, our vision comes from our regulatory roots with our oversight committee, the Financial Stability Board, and the original visionaries, that being the leaders of the G20 nations. Our vision is to enable people and businesses worldwide to make smarter, less costly, and more reliable decisions about who to do business with. Initially, our focus was to support the LEI's mandatory rollout across derivative markets to provide transparency on the identity of participants in these financial transactions. However, the much bigger and more exciting story today is that the yeah. LEI is uniquely positioned to enhance digital identity management across global business sectors. We see today that from banking to supply chain management, industries everywhere are adjusting to the digitization of processes and transactions. Startup firms and new technologies are challenging traditional business models to move forward quickly, embrace change, and think differently. To respond effectively, organizations need to rethink their approach to managing data and interacting with suppliers and customers. And central to all of this is trust. 
and it can be a real sticking point that hinders development. How can an organization trust that a supplier located hundreds of kilometers away is who they say they are? Or as a person, how can I verify the organization receiving personal data is who I believe them to be? From this perspective, the process of digitally establishing a stakeholder's legal identity has become a foundational requirement. It enables the determination of who's who within a digital community. And this is a challenge that's increasing. As more and more processes and interactions become digital, stakeholders must work harder than ever to mitigate that doubt. So this puts the field of identity management at the heart of digital transformation. Yet as the digital revolution gathers pace, the identity management field is often becoming siloed. If this continues, it will lead to frustration amongst participants and high costs for users caused by the need to repeatedly reestablish their identities across different networks. It may also lead to monopolies created by those that can build the biggest, fastest network, usually with proprietary platforms and without the benefits of leveraging standards. So this is where we see a unique opportunity for the global LAI system to play an enabling role by solving the identity challenge with a universal solution that can provide organizations anywhere in the world with a unique, permanent, and interoperable identification that avoids user lock-in both on the provider and consumer sides. And to top it all off, as a regulatory-endorsed system overseen by members of our regulatory oversight committee, it is a system that enables a recognized, monitored, and standardized global identity for legal entities, all linked to that local national identification system. The global LEI system is underpinned by open data, meaning any person or company can access the LEI and its associated reference data. Furthermore, the global LEI system bridges traditional and online processes by serving as a tool to help identify the counterparty in any transaction, as well as aggregating data on these legal entities held in repositories. So to sum it up, we're working now with a number of partners to define digital identity use cases that are applicable across private and public sectors, as well as different identity management solutions. For example, the LAI can enhance digital certificates and signing in financial reporting. We are also looking into its relevance to blockchain and digital verifiable credentials. And lastly, we're collaborating closely with the banking sector to support increased voluntary adoption of the LEI. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can see the foundation does uh, many very important things for the identities organizations. So as, as you said, how can you, in any situation, and even now that we have less chance to meet in person with a potential uh, business partner, how can we know that this supplier that is in the other continent is the company that claim to be in the person who is contacting you is the has the right to do that so it's it's a it's definitely a big challenge uh, also very interesting what you said that everything is done via uh, standards so there's a standard behind that i'm sure you're going to talk more about that there's a standard about that it prevents uh, monopolies for instance and and yes that's very interesting the, the job that you are doing one question additional question we'd like to ask you here is Who are the main actors that uh, are behind uh, GLIFE? You mentioned, for instance, certificate, uh, certificate, for instance, certification authorities, or what kind of uh, are the main, even though it's not a non-profit organization, but what are the main organizations that influence GLIFE? 
So indeed, as I mentioned earlier, we are founded by the Financial Stability Board and the Financial Stability Board was mandated by the leaders of the G20 nations to develop the concept and the organization of this global system for legal entity identification. The structure that the Financial Stability Board ultimately developed as a result of a very extensive public and private consultation has three layers. We have at the top what I referred to as our regulatory oversight committee. So this is a collection of 71 public authorities from around the world that set the policy and the evolution of the policy for the global LEI system. We then have as a middle layer the foundation, the GLIFE that I represent, and we are responsible for taking those policies and implementing them. And we also ensure the day-to-day operations of the global LEI system. And then you have a third layer that we refer to as the LEI issuing organizations. These organizations have the practical link to the legal entities, so they provide the services of issuing and renewing LEIs. They also bring to the system, the local knowledge of what makes a legal entity a legal entity in the different jurisdictions for which they are accredited. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for explaining a bit more exactly that. Yeah, it's the Financial Stability Board, but behind that there are public authorities for many countries in the world. So that's excellent because many countries are involved into that. But now, before going into use cases, because the, that's, we're very interested in, in the use cases, of course, about what is LEI doing in practice, please tell us more about what is LEI and, and why we need it. Indeed, as you mentioned before, Oscar, it is an ISO standard, ISO 17442 to be precise. The LEI is a 20-digit alphanumeric code that links back to a data file held within Glyph's freely accessible online database. It contains information verified about the entity's ownership structure and answers the question of who is who, and that is basic business card information, as well as the question of who owns whom, and that is information on the direct and ultimate accounting consolidation parents. The LEI, as well as its associated reference data, is available in a centralized open database that is free of charge for the public to use. You can access this by a simple online search, or for those of you that are looking for a more machine-friendly format, by a full file download or the API. LEIs are used today both in private and public sector. In the public sector, LEIs are already mandated by regulations around the world to enable better transparency in financial markets. For the private sector, an LEI reduces the need for firms to duplicate identification processes. This delivers massive benefits in terms of cost saving and streamlining customer onboarding processes. Especially in the digital age, a global unique identification system is of great value for both the regulatory world as well as the business world. And in fact, when speaking and focusing on the private sector, we've uncovered some significant cost savings for financial institutions in relation to efficiency gains during the onboarding know your customer processes to the tune of billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So 20, 20 characters is the LEI that any any organization, right? And also to make it a mm-hmm. more clear, what type of organization they, they are, for instance, uh, it can be a company, right? Like, like a Indeed. So the ISO guidelines are broad. It defines a legal entity as one that is engaged in financial transactions, but it leaves ability also to extend beyond just simple companies, for example, a company house, but also to entities such as 
foundations, not-for-profit organizations, most recently with guidance from our LEI Regulatory Oversight Committee. There's also an extension to funds and how to represent mm-hmm. funds in the global LEI system. Mm-hmm. So it is broader than a traditional, for example, limited liability company, but for any entity that has the ability and that is a legal entity construct. Mm-hmm. And Coromi, if I'm wrong, that also applies to a sole trader, right? A solopreneur, if he's registered, this person is registered. Indeed, that being the case. So it does indeed extend to individuals acting in the business capacity, which generally is sole traders, depending upon the jurisdiction. Some jurisdictions require that sole traders also establish themselves in a business registry type registration, which gives them a legal personality. So indeed, this standard can be extended to individuals acting in that type of business capacity. Mm -hmm. So I know that, as you already started saying that, that a very important industry in which lay will LEI will be very beneficial, show all the potential that it has is when we're talking about financial institutions, we talk about banks. So let's talk about more about that. So Glyph, what Glyph is doing for banking and what is the value that LEI brings to banks? So I mentioned that the LEI was originally established to support mandatory requirements for transparency in key financial markets. Following the proven success in these areas in 2018, we, Glyph, as an organization, started to look more deeply at private sector challenges with legal entity identification. We started first in collaboration with a group called Loud House with a survey. We surveyed senior salespeople in small, medium, and large-sized banks in North America and Europe. We wanted to understand how these institutions were managing legal entity identification and specifically the obstacles they face. The survey revealed that on average, financial institutions are using four identifiers for their legal entity clients. And just think of the downstream mess that this causes. Wasted time due to manual reconciliations across data sets, reliance on proprietary and non-transparent information. And that's not to mention lost money due to additional staff efforts and poor customer experience, which sometimes leads to the client walking away. In 2019, and in collaboration with McKinsey, we continued this investigation into the broader business model of the global LEI system. As part of this process, McKinsey identified banking as the key global sector which would benefit most immediately from scaling adoption of the LEI. Our research demonstrated that if banks adopt the LEI in their client onboarding processes, the industry could save an estimated two to four billion US dollar annually in client onboarding efficiencies alone. Specifically, McKinsey identified that the LEI would streamline processes for connecting internal and external data sources, resulting in time savings and improved efficiency in analytics. LEIs are already implied to streamline Know Your Customer processes and capital markets globally, so it's a good place for financial institutions to begin that that expansion and broader integration of LEIs. Yeah, definitely many reasons to use LEI in the bank industry. One question related to what you recently said that On average, bank institutions were using, you say, four identities for their legal entity client. Could you give one example of it? It's four or... 
Yeah, certainly. So a financial institution might use other identifiers. Uh, they could be for a regulatory reporting purposes. So for example, within the US, we found that there was also a high prevalence of an identifier. If I'm remembering correctly, it was the identifier for the FFIEC, the, the Federated Financial um, Regulators, but I'm blanking on the name right now. We also have, of course, usage of proprietary identifiers for vendors. So where there's a use of a particular vendor product to enable some of those KYC checks as well, you would see that those types of identifiers also came up as frequently used. So what you see the financial institution is doing is it's having itself to gather the basic information about the legal entity. So that starts with the name, the address, etc. And then by applying complex algorithms, try to determine if it matches up to other entities already within its database or create a completely new profile. So that comes down to the decrease in efficiency. So rather than having to do this many, many times in each financial institution, develop these types of complex algorithms where the LAI can help is to act as that umbrella identifier connecting to these different types of identifiers, be they established for regulatory reporting or be they for connecting to vendor products. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And now I can understand more the, the complexity that is behind. So there are many, not many, there are few systems in the bank industry to identify organizations. And well, depends the jurisdiction where you are and the jurisdiction mm -hmm. that are relevant for any client. Yeah, there might be four or even more of, of these. Indeed. Yes. Thanks for, for that, uh, Clara. So the Sounds like a solid value proposition, a uh, clear value proposition, and the use of LEI in banking industry. So what would you say why banks still have not used it so, so extensively? So as part of their independent research, McKinsey conducted close to 100 voice customer interviews. What they found when speaking with financial professionals was that the LEI is mainly used today to comply with regulatory mandates. Mm -hmm. In almost all cases, it is obtained at the end of the onboarding phase after many of the steps for entity identification have already been completed. If the LEI were obtained and used at the beginning of the onboarding process, the LEI could expedite counterparty identification and verification, including some of those compliance with know your customer requirements. For example, the LEI could be used to pull information from different vendor platforms instead of mapping the internal bank identifier to each of those vendor platform identifiers. And McKinsey found that this type of manual linkage between identifiers is still the top pain point for interviewees. For example, most matching algorithms use entity name as the starting point. Mm -hmm. As we all know, entity names can be abbreviated, translated or transliterated from the natural language or just simply misspelled. The amount of time that financial institutions waste reconciling possible matches between entity name is simply stunning. And as we all know, wasted time equals wasted money. McKinsey estimates that today banks spend around 40 billion US dollar on client onboarding annually by widely adopting the LEI in its onboarding processes banks could generate cost reductions of 5 to 10% annually, or back to that number I indicated earlier, 2 to 4 billion. 
by leveraging the LEI as that 20-digit alphanumeric code rather than the entity names, financial institutions would significantly improve straight-through processing and therefore efficiency. But the strategy assumes that all vendors also have the LEI in their platforms and, importantly, correctly mapped to their internal identifiers. If financial institutions are having so much difficulty in mapping these entity names, then why should the financial institution trust the vendor is doing a better job? So that is another prong of our strategy. In addition to the deeper engagement with financial institutions, we are also engaging the vendor community for our certification of LEI mapping program. We put in place this service for vendors which desire an independent quality control review of their processes to map the LEI to their own identifiers. It ensures that the vendor uses state-of-the-art methodologies and our processes to do and to maintain that mapping accurately. To date, we have two major organizations that have engaged in our certification program. That is SWIFT for the BIC standard and ANA, the Association of National Numbering Agencies for the ISIN, a security identifier. We are actively engaging with the vendor community through one of our stakeholder groups to complete further certifications. Yeah, very interesting what you said that uh, one of the main uh, mistakes is that the the LEI have been already used in many financial institutions, but uh, very late in the process. So it should be exactly the opposite. It should be the, the starting point. As you said, there are many benefits because of that. Something that is true and is very easy to to understand is that the entity names, right? If you in, in, in start the registration of organizations based on the entity names, as you said, it might be this uh, misspelling, right? How do I say I put... LTD or limited or uppercase limited or lowercase, etc. So <laughs> this is a nightmare, of course, and very prone to make mistakes and start with mistakes. We, we start with mistakes, the processes that we want to make more efficient, uh, we have exactly the, the opposite outcome. Mm-hmm. And you also mentioned that two major organizations have been already engaging with Glyph certification programs, SWIFT and ANNA for the ISIN. That sounds very, very good. Um, but have you been seeing directly interest from banks? So are banks contacting the Glyph? We also have a stakeholder group for managing our relationships with financial institutions. And we are engaging through this stakeholder group to establish pilot projects during which we examine in greater detail how to embed the LEI into the customer onboarding processes. Our intent is first to engage conceptually with these institutions to understand the technical, legal, and operational changes needed. We are fully committed to supporting the financial industry's widespread implementation of the LEI beyond those mandated requirements. And that's why we're collaborating with the financial industry to assess how the future evolution of the global LEI system may best meet this sector's requirements. So we don't expect to be able to implement overnight a wholesale change or to see an immediate 100% application of the LEI across all financial institutions' portfolios. But we do see with these pilots that we start a journey leading to that end result. We are very excited about the wider use the LEI brings and the potential benefits to the financial sector. Our priority at this stage is to support the voluntary adoption of the LEI in use cases beyond regulatory reporting so that these benefits can be fully 
realized. We also work with our LEI issuing network. As I mentioned earlier, it is one of our layers in the global LEI system to implement a similar outreach program. The LEI issuers, they bring that local knowledge to the global LEI system, and they understand the needs of small and mid-sized financial institutions in the jurisdictions in which they operate. So we believe that our efforts together will result in interesting pilot projects in 2020 and going into early 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Sounds, sounds good that... Uh engaging with pilots, concrete pilots in, in the financial institutions, and of course, use cases that go beyond the, the compliance, so because compliance is one of the reasons the financial institutions are already using LEI, but that's not the, that's not the full potential of LEI. And these pilots, you mentioned, they are, they are executed in the financial institutions, correct? Yes. So we do engage confidentially with those members Mm -hmm. of our stakeholder group that like to engage in pilots. But we have set up a standard process for engagement, starting with a commitment statement. So it's very clear for both parties what is the objective and outcome. These are not major projects with huge technological developments. We focus really on those technical, the financial, the operational, the technical changes to gain that understanding. The expected duration is for to six months. So it's largely an engagement in a thought process. It's also not financially binding for these institutions. So each party covers its costs when coming to the table. But what we really aim to do here is to gain from these pilot projects a more global understanding and a better implementation method of really understanding how to make the LEI work better for financial institutions in the onboarding process. Um, Indeed, the LEI is not a stranger in the banking and financial institution world. Rather, it just simply seems as a result of our McKinsey research that it's being applied at that end stage of the customer onboarding. So at the time when there's the final compliance checks based on the type of product that the client is interested in, and it ultimately takes away from the benefits for the financial institution of using it at the beginning and then leveraging the LEI to act as that connector to enable straight through processing and creating the profile and a clear understanding of who am I potentially doing business with. Mm, yes. Yeah, it sounds excellent that at this time there are already these pilots in, in several uh, financial institutions that, yes, uh, put the LEI very early in the process and unbo- onboarding in all the financial processes. So, yeah, excellent. Um, Claire, could you finally give us a tip for anybody to protect artificial identities? So I would like to flip that question around and instead provide a tip for anybody looking to validate the identity of businesses they are transacting with. And I do it simply because this is the business that we're in. The challenges that we all face due to the lockdown measures associated with COVID-19 bring the difficulties of reconciliating exposures into sharp focus. And you mentioned this, Oscar, at the very beginning of the podcast, how much we are moving towards more digital interactions with key suppliers, with business partners, with online purchases. So this issue goes much, much further than just the financial sector. It sits at the heart of our global digital economy. Unambiguous legal entity identification is necessary for parties involved in the flow of goods and services, for example. And it has become really clear how integrated production and distribution of goods in the global supply chain is. This includes cross-border logistics and payments. 
to function optimally and certainly for the benefit of all of the end users, this requires a strong legal entity identification system. Consumers of all types now use online platforms and many of the goods and services that they seek cross jurisdictional boundaries Mm -hmm. and also understanding of what are the types of legal entities that I'm interacting with. In times of crisis and panic, consumers become particularly vulnerable to fraud from suppliers who do not exist at all or are not who they claim to be. Additionally, we see governments around the world have announced large economic relief and support packages in order for these packages to reach genuine businesses and not fraudsters pretending to be so. A system for validating the authenticity of legal entities is needed to protect taxpayer funds. So here we at Life, we believe that transparency behind every business can help to support the real economy and financial stability. We believe this is a valuable time to promote the global LAI system as a broad public good that can underpin confidence in the marketplace wherever it is. Consumer protection, greater transparency in the supply chain, and detection and prevention of fraud are all enabled with broader adoption of the global LEI system. So of course, if listeners of the podcast like to find out more, take a look at the Glyph website and certainly take a look in particular at this publicly available LEI data. You can find more information on the LEI and of course, how to engage with us further on this topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Definitely. This is a very practical uh, tip for people who are working in some, some companies, organizations and want to know the identity of a potential business partner or supplier, right? So already going to the Glyph website and searching on the database, that's already a good help from them. Indeed. It's always nice to to really see and feel what is the information that is out there and available publicly. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Thanks a lot, Claire, for this very interesting interview about the Glyph everything that you've been doing and now focus a lot on financial institutions. Please could you tell us finally how people can find more information about you, about Glyph, how can contact you or someone from Glyph, what are the best ways? Certainly. So our website is glyph.org. Very simple. We also, we have the ability there to sign up for a technical newsletter if you're interested in learning more details about technical changes to the LEI data. And then if you like any information or have any questions on the LEI or on myself or the foundation, you can always send an email to info at glyph.org and you will be then routed to the applicable person. Perfect. Uh, thanks a lot again, Claire. It was a pleasure talking with you and all the best. Thanks very much, Oscar. Thanks for listening to this episode of Let's Talk About Digital Identity produced by UbiSecure. Stay up to date with episode at ubisecure.com slash podcast or join us on Twitter at ubisecure and use the hashtag LTADI. Until next time. <laughs>